Coming up on the Rami La Vie podcast, it's over. Zach Wilson, his career in New York should be done. That should put a wrap on it last night. That awful, god-awful performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got to see what the difference is between a first overall pick in the draft that goes to Jacksonville and the second overall pick that falls to the Jets. It wasn't great. But hey, it's hockey season. Basketball season. Both the Knicks and the Rangers have won eight of their last nine. I am riding high. I also give you my picks for all of Saturday's and Sunday's games in the NFL this weekend. Full slate of games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. It's going to be a fun weekend of football in the NFL. Talked about a whole bunch of other stuff. All that and more coming up next on the Rami Levy Podcast. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the things I talk about on this podcast a lot is the stigma against mental health. I think, unfortunately, there has been a stigma, but we're slowly breaking it. And if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or maybe you just want to talk to someone, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in another 48 hours. Plus, you can exchange unlimited text messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. So I talk about on this podcast how your mindset towards things changes everything. One of the things that I learned in therapy was that join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Rami. That's my first name. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash R-A-M-I, my first name, Rami. If you use that link, the link is in the description in the podcast notes. If you use that link, you'll get 10% off and it'll also help me out. So please do that. I'm telling you it's worth it. Do it today. Welcome back to the Rami La Vie podcast, episode 123. It is Friday. Yes, um, Friday. Today is December 23rd. So Christmas Eve almost. Fun holiday weekend, which means that I'm working on the fan. If it's a holiday weekend, that means I'm here working. And so I'm in the studio now. I did the traffic on Wednesday and Thursday. And then today I did not do the traffic because uh, I'm working sports talk radio and I I'm just going to say it right now. I'll come out and say it because why not? I got nothing to lose at this point. My dream job, and uh, maybe it's because I grew up listening to Craig and, and Boomer in the morning in New York, but my dream job, sport not even sports talk radio, but just to host a morning radio show or a morning TV show, something like that, is, you know, sometimes people ask me what the goal is. To me, obviously, you know, I take it one day at a time. I try and figure out what I'm trying to do, but... That's the ultimate goal. Um, and so, yes, is it tough when you see the alarm go off at 425? And I live close to the station, so 425 is late. <laughs> um, and, you know, you get up, you shower, you go do whatever you have to do. Um, I didn't go to sleep till after midnight last night, so I'm not on a ton of hours of sleep as I record this. 
but you get to the studio there's something about it even just producing it just being a part of it um it's the coolest thing and i wouldn't trade it for anything and so i cherish the moment so i really don't take it for granted like i'm right now i'm producing weekends and holiday weekends not getting paid a lot to do it either and in maryland um not necessarily the sports hub of the world or not necessarily the media hub of the world or even the market that I want to be in long term in my career but I'm doing what I love and I get to come in in the morning and six o'clock in the morning we're on the air and we're talking sports and we're having a good time and we're laughing and listening to some music and maybe someone out there is listening to us and calling in and the fact there's an audience and all that stuff it's just so cool Um, and so I I don't know I don't take it for granted. All those other things, I'll worry about that another time. But right now, I'm doing what I love, and I I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I love it, and hopefully I can keep going. And the reason I'm able to do this is because people like you listening to this podcast right now who have supported me throughout this process and continue to support me, and so that's why I'm able to do it. So after that little rant, happy holidays to everyone. Happy Hanukkah to everyone. Um, today is the fifth day. Tonight is the sixth night. And it's been a fun holiday so far with family time and uh, some parties. We had a party last night. We'll have another one Saturday night. So all that good stuff. Um, Everyone's welcome. Come on down. Come to Baltimore. Okay. What else? What's next? All right. So what's on the agenda for today? I bet you can't imagine. We're going to talk about the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Um, The Jets are going to jet. And even though I said I felt relatively good about it going into the game, once I turned the game on, it was very obvious the Jets, Quinn and Williams makes his impact immediately, and I guess we'll jump right into it. He makes his impact immediately. They get the turnover, and it was like, if you could just punch it in here, that whole game is so different, but you could tell right away Wilson was not going to be able to do anything. And Trevor Lawrence, he wasn't doing anything difficult, but he was just methodical, driving down the field, making the easy look easy. So what we talked about before the game, make the easy look easy, and he does it repeatedly. And Zach Wilson makes the easy look so difficult. Think about it. The offense that we talked about on yesterday's episode regarding Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo and the guys, even Mike McDaniel in uh, Miami, it all comes from the same place. It's the same as Mike LaFleur. It comes from the Kyle Shanahan offense. They're part of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, and they all coach the same offense. And we've now seen Josh Johnson. We've now seen Chris Strebler. As of last night, we've now seen Joe Flacco. We've now seen Mike White all have success in this offense and move the ball incredibly well and move the ball efficiently down the field in this offense and find the weak spots in the defense and the open spots and make the easy look easy. And there's only one guy who can't do it. And the reason that offense is so interesting is because it puts the quarterback in the best position to succeed. And the way it does that is by making everything super simple. All the reads, all the throws are super simple. And all you have to do is make the simple plays. And that's why you see Brock Purdy succeeding in it. That's why you see a guy who struggled at times like Tua Tungavailoa succeeding in it. All the guys that you see succeeding in this offense, a Chris Strebler who's a practice squad quarterback succeeding in it. Josh Johnson off the street. Whoever you see playing this offense for the New York Jets or for the Miami Dolphins or for any team... San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy. The reason it's so easy and they make it look so easy is because it is. It's a simple, easy offense to run. 
And the problem is Zach Wilson can't do the easy. And the infuriating part, other than watching it, because watching it, I was pulling my hair out. I was miserable. I, I don't I don't know how I kept it on, but I was so frustrated. I honestly I was watching it for the booze because I wish I was there. I wish I was in my season tickets, in my seats, so that I could have booed Zach Wilson also. Because sometimes I think players in New York were harsh on them and they don't deserve the booze. But last night, Zach Wilson earned every one of those boos and more. It's not something I say often. I don't love saying that, but that's the fact of the matter. And it's not his fault that he sucks, but people, the, the apologists for him who are making excuses for him, who are talking about the coaching staff and this, every single quarterback to ever step foot in that offense has had success, but one, because he can't do the simple things. And I don't know if it's a personality thing. He's so stubborn. He just wants to show off his incredible arm. Well, that last night, that wasn't even working either. He had Corey Davis open, who got behind the safeties for a touchdown. And he underthrew him. He had plays there for him all day, early in the game, on the right sideline to Garrett Wilson. He had Elijah Moore streaking down the left sideline with no safety help, and he had the corner beat, and he missed him. He missed receivers all day. He didn't see them. He didn't throw it to them. He's scared. He always wants to make the big play, but he's staying there scared. And when he has the receiver and when he knows it, he either bounces it or zips it too, too fast past them. He has no feel for the game. So you could have all the talent in the world. And by the way, some other guy is going to come up here and is going to take a look at him and say, ah, I'm going to fix him because they see the throws. They see the natural ability that the only other guy in the league who has the ability that Zach Wilson has, has pure raw ability as far as throwing the football and what he could do on a football field is Aaron Rodgers. It's the only other guy that back foot falling away to the left and just flick the wrist and throw it all the way down the right sideline. No one else can do it. The problem is, as talented as you are, it means nothing if you can't harness that talent and turn it into success on the football field, if you can't start by doing the little things. People say, well, play to the strengths of the quarterback, right? The problem is, the way you open things up for a rookie quarterback, for a young quarterback, for a second-year quarterback, the way you open up the rest of the game is by giving him easy completions. Let him get in rhythm. He talked about how he couldn't get in rhythm. Well, this offense is designed to get quarterbacks in rhythm. After the game, Zach's like, I just couldn't get in rhythm. I don't know. You don't know? They asked him what what he struggled with. He don't know? You couldn't get in rhythm? And, And by the way, I appreciate him for trying. He gets to the press conference. He took accountability. He showered first. He changed first. He's not standing there chewing gum with his headband still on. Not that I'm I'm not Colin Cowherd out here. I'm not trying to say that, but he's making an effort. I appreciate that because he understands that it's over. It's done for him. Before this game, I said if they lose, then there's no reason not to go back to Zach Wilson for the last two games of the season because maybe, maybe, maybe you'll see what you have in him. You've seen it. We've seen enough. We've seen everything you could possibly see from him, and there's no point in seeing anymore. I don't want to see that kid play again, and if they start him again, I'm not going to watch. I've gotten to that point. It's not true. I'm definitely going to watch. I've watched every snap of Jets football for the last bunch of years, and I'm not stopping now. The Jets lost this game last night, but that's not when this game really was lost. This game was lost on December 20th, and I've said this multiple times on the radio this morning, so if you listen, first of all, I appreciate you listening to the radio. 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Second, uh, you've already heard this a couple times, but if you're listening to the radio, you heard me say the Jets lost this game on December 20th, 2020. They were 0-13 with Adam Gase. They should have fired him. They should have just blown it up and instead decided to keep him on 
and he coached the hell out of the team for one game and got Frank Gore, the dying corpse of Frank Gore, to run all over the Rams and win a game 23-20. to And that was the game that I yelled about on this podcast. It was one of the first weeks I was doing this podcast. I had my father on, and we yelled and screamed about how, of course, they couldn't get. The Jets just can't even lose right. And they won a game, and that's when they were knocked to the second position in the draft. Could they have taken Mac Jones? Sure. Could they have taken uh, Justin Fields? Sure. Could they have taken any other quarterback? Sure. But no, they took Zach Wilson. They didn't get Trevor Lawrence. And that's where we stand, and that was the day they lost this game. And when you talk about DNA of this franchise, sometimes the DNA of a franchise transcends everything. Sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of times it does. And unfortunately, the DNA continues to suck. And so some things transcend everything. And my father said at the time, he said, if they got Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence would have turned into a bust also. So you don't have to worry about it. Well, Trevor Lawrence was not a bust. He was not a bust last night. And I am happy for Trevor Lawrence that he is not a Jet because there's something to it. There's something to the DNA of the franchise just always and forever being bad. And that's why I said earlier in the year, this is what I said, enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy the fun. And Robert Sala is actually talking to the media now, and we'll see if there's anything newsworthy or noteworthy from that. Um, Look, we said this earlier in the year. Enjoy it while it lasts because you knew it wasn't going to last. This team was going to find a way to screw it up. And the sad part is, and I know I said this on last episode, it's a little bit repetitive. This team actually has talent. And the defense didn't play up to standard in the first half. But if I was this defense, I would have quit a long time ago. I would have been like, oh my God. If it's hard for us as a fan base to watch this, can you imagine what it feels like? I had people who are not Jets fans saying, oh, it was just miserable to watch. Can you imagine what it's like for the defense to sit there and, like, how do you get up? Defense is such an effort-predicated part of the game where it's rallying to the ball, where it's putting in effort, being physical. Can you imagine doing all that just for another three and out? Somebody said, great return by Braxton Berrios. The Jets will start with the ball on the 40 and now have a three and out at the 40, I assume. Yeah, and that's what happened. I mean, it's just classic. Trevor Lawrence is going to win the division in year two of his career, and he's well on his way to a Hall of Fame career. I mean, I don't want to put him in the Hall of Fame yet, but he's looked really good. And congrats to him. I'm happy for him. He's another great quarterback that you can enjoy watching. But even the Jags got it right. And you're still sitting there as the Jets. Same old Jets. And no, I don't want them to draft another quarterback this offseason. And we could start talking about the offseason now. I said last episode I won't talk about it yet. We could talk, talk now because it's over. The season's over. Wilson should be gone. They need to take a hard look at Salah. I mean, he took way too long to go to Strebler. If he didn't go to Strebler at all in the game yesterday, and he said he wasn't going to, he said he just wanted to get the run going, and then clearly Strebler had something, so he stuck with him. But if he didn't get to Strebler at all, he should be fired for that. Because you're basically telling the rest of your team, you love your guys so much, and Zach is included in one of those guys. And I think Robert Salah at times has shown that he loves his guys to a fault, putting Berrios out there on third downs repeatedly when he shouldn't be on the field in those situations. Keeping Braden Mann as the punter. He's been awful. There's plenty of instances that show that maybe Robert Sala loves his guys a little bit to a fault and it hurts him sometimes. 
But if you love your guys so much, consider the wide receivers. Consider the defensive players who are playing their butts off. All of a sudden, the offensive line looked better when Streffler was out there. Sometimes the O-line struggles are on the quarterback. Talked about it with Daniel Jones sliding his feet in the pocket. Zach Wilson just has zero awareness out there. So, Salah, like I said, he should have gone to Flacco, Streffler, someone at halftime, in my opinion. So, you have to take a hard, long look at him. You have to look at the clock management things. You have to look at the bad penalties that the team takes in crucial spots. Because all those things that haunted the team at the beginning of the year went away for a little bit. Unfortunately, they couldn't take advantage. They couldn't win any of those games. Like, talk about the Minnesota game. You talk about the Buffalo game. You think about the two New England games, obviously. There weren't so many mistakes in those games, but they just couldn't win those games. So now you play, you're playing out of string, but I, I'm done. Zach Wilson has had 22 now, I think, opportunities to prove that he's the guy in the NFL. We've only seen five or six from Mike White. It's time to see what you have in him. Because I don't think he'll be the quarterback going forward, but he's going to be a free agent this year. I think you keep him as the backup at least, but you try and make a move. Go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Go get Aaron Rodgers. I don't want Derek Carr, but go get someone. Make something happen. Because God knows this franchise can't draft a quarterback. And for all the people who are like, oh, you're going to repeat the same mistake with an old Packer quarterback? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not Brett Favre. I'm sorry. I'll take Aaron Rodgers today. Another thing that I saw Strevler do, and it's just basics that Zach Wilson couldn't figure out. Strevler running up to the line and getting a playoff on a ball that was clearly that hit the ground and getting a playoff before the other team could challenge it. Zach Wilson would never have the awareness to do that. There's so many of these things. Like, just so easy. And they, I don't know. I mean, I don't need to keep talking about how bad he's been. Because he's been that bad. Like, I don't think there's anyone out there in the world, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's anyone left who's a Zach Wilson defender. And that's not going to stop people from saying, oh my God, I I, I think I can harness all this talent because he has all this talent. Yeah. There's probably going to be more people who say that. But, I don't know. I just, it's so tough, man. I mean, it really is. It's just, watching this is impossible. And so, yeah, it's back to the drawing boards. Back to trying to find another quarterback. That's life as a Jet fan. It, it's so frustrating. And last night was just all the more frustrating. And, and that's it. And... At least I made some money off of them. At least now I could go back to betting against the Jets with confidence because as we got closer to the game, I did bet against the Jets. And I made some money. I had some fun bets. A couple of bets, actually. One of them was Jaguars plus four and a half and under 43 and a half, which was going to win. That was going to cash easily, even if the Jets won the game. Um, so, yeah. By the way, it's funny. Um, Rob Taub when he was on the podcast, was like, I'm surprised you didn't talk about your Rangers. I said, nah, it's still football season. Still focused on the Jets. Well, football season's over. It's hockey season. I'm wearing my new reverse retro Rangers sweatshirt. My wife got me for Hanukkah. So, uh, yeah, it's hockey season now. It's basketball season. Both Madison Square Garden teams have won eight of their last nine. Rangers beat the Islanders last night in an awesome comeback win. It's kind of funny how, like, naturally it just, I started talking about, basketball and hockey right as the Rangers start to suck. 
By the way, another thing I didn't mention, just some cleanup from last episode about basketball. Um, the Tibbs and Brunson relationship. And by the way, the Knicks are going to be, they, they, they're losing a second round draft pick because they tampered with Brunson. Yeah, no shit. We know they tampered with Brunson. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we all saw that. It's been, they've been talking about it since before anything happened. His dad is literally Rick Brunson played for the Knicks. We get it. They tampered with Brunson. Um, so whoop de doo they're losing a second round pick, which by the way, worth it. You see the relationship. I talked about what's different, what changed. Why is there no Tibbs fatigue? And maybe it's because Brunson has that relationship with Tibbs and he's the leader of the team. It's it's really interesting to watch. I learned so much about the Knicks team in the loss that they had. The loss was more lively at the Garden and the crowd was more into it than the win that they had against Golden State. The fact that they overcame a 10-point deficit going into the fourth. They were down 14 in the second quarter. They were down 11 with about five minutes left. All of a sudden, Toronto went on a run and they were down 11 again. The Knicks kept coming back from these runs. And when R.J. Barrett dunked it to make it a one-point game, the Knicks took a one-point lead. Like, I didn't think they'd lose that game. Now, credit to Toronto. Toronto is also a team that plays the same style of basketball. Share the ball. Play physical. Play hard. Effort. Defense. And we talked about also Fred Van Fleet being out there and not against Quentin Grimes because Quentin Grimes was out. So hopefully Quentin Grimes is back tonight against Chicago. But we talked about that potentially being an issue when it was. It showed. Um, and it, by the way, quickly has been one of the best defenders in the league this year. I think statistically he's actually the second to best defender. Defensive has the second to best defensive rating in the NBA this year. But somehow Brunson ended up on Van Fleet a lot. And give Toronto credit. They were they were hunting Brunson with Van Fleet. But think about it. It took so many runs from the Knicks. It took so many double-digit leads. It took 52 points from Pascal Siakam. And a desperate, desperate team on the second night of a back-to-back for the Knicks to beat the Knicks. Uh, just, I learned so much from that team. They never gave up. They were never out of it. They never stopped fighting. Even when they could have so many times, just even in that fourth quarter when they cut it to one or two points, and then it just like that, just as quickly was back up to 11 point game. They could have quit then. They never stopped fighting. They never were out of that game. And that's awesome. They never stopped hustling. And a desperate team that lost six games in a row, the Knicks looked every bit as desperate as them. Just Toronto made the plays at the end and give them credit. But that was awesome to watch. So I've transitioned quickly, as you hear. Football next year, by the way, is going to be on YouTube. Um, So that's fun. That was announced. And so I was hoping I wouldn't have to pay for another service. I was hoping it was going to be on uh, Amazon or Apple, one of those, so that I already pay for those services. But no, it's on YouTube. So Google bought it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what that package looks like. At least it's not on DirecTV anymore, so it'll be better. But we'll see how it looks. Uh, once the season starts. But uh, we'll worry about that next year. Actually, I'm still going to watch football. Now I get to go back to watching football the way I always watch it. Still watch every Jets snap. Still watch every play. Still want to see how my Jets are doing, but mostly just bet against them, make money on them. The other bet was, I think it was under 38 total points in the game. It was the money line for uh, Jacksonville for them to win. It was Jacksonville over 17 and a half points, which they hit on a field goal because the Jets turned it over on downs in like the 20 yard line at the end of the game. And it was under 19 and a half for the Jets. That bet cashed. That was a fun, fun bet. That was plus 500 bet and it cashed. So like I said, I could go back to making money on the Jets and still watching the rest of the NFL, not, not having to worry so much about the Jets. 
It's fun. Another thing I need to clean up from last episode before I get to my picks, because I'm going to do picks. Um, when I watched the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau, it wasn't just that one play. He was a game wrecker, and I should have mentioned him um, earlier. Kayvon Thibodeau was an absolute game wrecker. He was awesome to watch, and uh, he totally destroyed everything Washington was trying to do in that game. And uh, it's cool to see players like that. It was a player coming out, having a coming out party in, you know, a real moment in the NFL. And uh, so that was that was really awesome. And uh, yeah, he's he's really good and he's going to be good for a very long time. He was relentless and it didn't stop. He had a bunch of tackles for a loss, had 12 tackles, I think, in the game, three of them for tackles for loss. And of course, the strip sack fumble recovery for a touchdown. Super cool. Also, okay, so this just happened. Robert Sala said in the media three minutes ago that Zach Wilson's biggest problem has been his confidence. Um, I don't deny that. I think that's probably true because I talked about how he looks gun-shy when the throws are there. The Elijah Moore throw down the sideline, you see him hesitate for one second, and then he decides to throw it underneath. So, yeah, he's not taking the chances when they're there for him. So, yeah, that, that's that's part of it, obviously. And Robert Sala said Elijah Moore. He used him as an example as a guy who overcame adversity and is now playing a lot better and fixed his situation. Um, yes, but we've seen Zach had an opportunity. It was supposed to be a reset, right? It was supposed to be the those three weeks off or whatever it was. Um, and and that was supposed to be the reset for Zach Wilson, and it didn't work. And Salah said, we're not going to quit on anybody. I have confidence in all of our guys. And that's we talked about. Salah, he loves his guys to a fault a little bit. Um that's unfortunate. And he did say that LaFleur wishes there's a lot of things he could have back. All right. I'm pretty much done talking about the Jets because there's no reason to keep talking about it at this point. It, there really isn't. I think that this is all coach speak. This is all Robert Sala talking up his guys. I love that. I appreciate that about uh, Sala. I think the guys want to play for him. The guys love him. We saw it on the post game show. You saw how much, uh, if you're watching on Amazon Prime, I don't know why I was still watching like a few minutes after the game. They're all talking about the post-game show. Andrew Whitworth is there, and he's talking about he respects Salah. Obviously, Richard Sherman loves Salah, and he's talking about Salah. And all of them on the post-game show were talking about um, Salah and the offense and what they see and what they don't see in Zach Wilson. They all agreed that it's not going to happen for Zach Wilson here in New York. It might happen elsewhere. I don't know who is going to be the quarterback genius or guru, guru who's going to take a chance on him. Someone will. And maybe it'll work. I don't know. But... From what I've seen, I, I don't see a way it can work, and it definitely can't work here. All right, two NFL games that matter and teams that are still alive for the playoffs. Going into last night, and I don't think either team got eliminated last night, so going into last night, maybe other teams got eliminated in the process, but there were 27 teams still alive for the playoffs, like I said. Uh, 27 of the 32 teams is pretty impressive going into last night, and uh, one of those teams is now definitely probably going to win the division is Jacksonville. They have Houston, and then they play Tennessee, so they have that head-to-head game for the division they should win the division they're the favorite now to win the division obviously Tannehill is out um all right games it starts on Saturday most of the games are on Saturday it starts at 1 p.m the Giants are at Minnesota it's minus three and a half for Minnesota Minnesota had the huge comeback last week but I'm still betting against Minnesota I loved what I saw from the Giants maybe Washington's not that good but I think maybe Minnesota wins this game by three I like the Giants in this game I think they could cover the three and a half that half a point will do it for me and I think the Giants could win outright but I'm going to take the Giants to cover the three and a half against Minnesota who looks to be more and more like frauds New Orleans is at Cleveland Cleveland is favored by minus two and a half uh New Orleans doesn't defend the run extremely well and Cleveland runs the ball extremely well now all week 
it was Nick Chubb on the injury report, but he's off the injury report now, not even uh, questionable. He is fully healthy and ready to go, hopefully. And if not, Kareem Hunt is there as well. I think they're starting to find their footing on that offense. They're leaning heavily on the run, and Deshaun Watson can start to do just enough things. They're favored by minus 2.5. They're at home. I think they will win uh, and beat the New Orleans Saints by more than 2.5. I'm going to take Cleveland to win and cover. Detroit is at Carolina. It is plus 2.5. So Detroit is favored by 2.5 at Carolina. I'm going to take Carolina. I was very underimpressed by Detroit last week. I didn't think Detroit was very good. I thought that... They still made mistakes. I thought that Campbell made mistakes. I thought both teams were bad last week when I watched the Jets and Detroit. Um, Detroit, yes, their offense has looked good. It has been clicking, um, but I like Carolina at home in this game. Plus two and a half. Maybe Detroit wins another close game by one or two points, but uh, plus two and a half. If you're giving me the points, give me the points and give me Carolina. Kind of just running through these right now. I hope you don't mind. If I have anything to say about any of these particular games, I'll say it. Thing is, I'm not going to be watching a lot of these Saturday games. These are all Saturday 1 p.m., so I'm not going to be watching those. Uh, Cincinnati is at New England. It is plus 3.5 for New England, so minus 3.5 for Cincinnati. I think this could be a push. If I had to bet, I think Cincinnati would win by 3. You remember what happened last time uh, New England was humiliated. Pretty much on national TV, which was this game kind of was on national TV because it was the only really game left on. Uh, the game in Vegas. The last time that happened was against Chicago on Monday night and Bill Belichick came out and destroyed the team he faced the next week. I think it was actually the Jets. Um, He's not going to lose after, or at least the team is going to come out looking really good. I don't think the Patriots necessarily have the talent that Belichick is used to having where they can't lose coming off a week like that. But plus three, I like New England to at least push. So I'm going to take New England to cover the plus three. I think Cincinnati will win on a field goal. Buffalo is at Chicago. Chicago is plus eight and a half. And what we know about Chicago is Buffalo is Chicago has played in close games. That's what they do. They lose close games. That's what they've done all year with uh, Justin Fields since he kind of turned into that quarterback from that quarterback class. Uh, Obviously, you talk about Mac, you talk about Justin Fields, you talk about Trey Lance, you talk about Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. So Justin Fields, his calling card is I'm going to play really well and make some really impressive plays, but I'm going to lose in a close game. Eight and a half is a lot of points. Buffalo hasn't blown a team out in a while, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. We talked about this earlier in the year that Buffalo would struggle. They were kept losing in close games. Maybe what they needed was to learn how to win these close games. The last couple of years, they've blown out teams all season long and then lost close games in the playoffs. Well, now you're getting an opportunity to improve your team in close games. So good job. For Buffalo, I think they'll find a way to win. I just think Chicago will cover the plus eight and a half, maybe make this a one score game. Houston is at Tennessee. It's minus three and a half for Tennessee. No Tannehill for Tennessee. Malik Willis is playing. Houston's kind of looked hot. I don't know. I I really want to take Houston to cover the three and a half, but I'm going to take Tennessee. I think this is the type of game backs against your wall. Everyone betting against you, if you're Mike Rabel, I think Tennessee will come out and run the ball and run the ball hard. And I think Tennessee is going to beat Houston and win uh, minus three and a half. I like Tennessee in this game. Seattle is at Kansas City. Seattle is plus 10. So Kansas City at home, minus 10. You talk about Buffalo not blowing a team out in a while. I think Kansas City hasn't blown a team out in a while either. I think they could use a nice old-fashioned butt whooping. And I think Geno Smith is the perfect target for them to target. This KC defense, or rather the Seattle defense, has not been very good. The KC defense hasn't been very good either the last couple of weeks, but I trust them more than I trust the Seattle defense. I'm going to take Kansas City to win and cover the minus 10. You know I don't like big numbers, but 
this week. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I bet the over-under is about 50-something in this game. I'm going to take the under because I think this game is not going to be close. And I think at the end of the game, it's just going to be about closing out the game, which we know Kansas City struggles with running out the clock in these games. I still think they'll win by more than 10. And I still think the game, if it's like 50-something points, it'll go under. Atlanta is at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by minus 6.5. There's no Lamar in this game. I'm not sure why 6.5. People still giving so much credit to what we saw a couple years ago or last year, I should say, from Tyler Huntley. He's not that guy. Tyler Huntley, really not that good a quarterback. It's going to be a lot of running the football in this game. It's going to be freezing cold weather weather in Baltimore. Baltimore below 10 degrees on Saturday. And uh, I like Atlanta to cover in a close, tight, low-scoring game. Cordero Patterson is going to be running the ball a lot. And J.K. Dobbins is hurt. I mean, you could see it. He's hurt. So in freezing cold weather, him having to run it over and over again, I don't think that's going to work. So I got Atlanta covering the six and a half in Atlanta or in Baltimore, rather. I think the Ravens can win. I just think Atlanta will cover. 4.05 is the start time on Saturday for Washington at San Francisco. San Francisco is minus seven. I like San Francisco. Uh, Washington was bad. What I saw, they didn't play very well. They had a couple drives that were good, but they really didn't play that well against the Giants. And I don't know, maybe Purdy just comes back down to earth and Washington finds a way to lose this game or win this game, I should say. But I think San Francisco will win and cover. I think this is one of those games where Washington may have maybe a little devastated after that loss and kind of just like, maybe it's just not our year. We just don't have the talent. There's kind of some question marks around the quarterback position. Brock Purdy, keep riding that wave. He's at home again. I feel like he's been at home every week since he started in the NFL. So good for him. And I think he wins and beats Washington. That San Francisco defense is an all-time defense. We're starting to see that that they are one of the greatest defenses of all time. And I think they'll win and cover against Washington. 4.25 p.m. It's Philly and Dallas, a game that was once thought of as a huge game in Dallas. Minus four and a half for Dallas. It's Minshew Mania. Uh, it's Gardner Minshew. That's been finalized. And actually, I don't think I checked the line since it was finalized, I was going to be Minshew. Now, I was assumed that Gardner Minshew would play this game. I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off. I, I, I'm serious. I know it's crazy to say that. That's not taking anything away from what Jalen Hurts has done this year. He's played in an MVP level. He deserves the MVP talk. He's been awesome. But I still think that this team is actually so good and has so much around them. And it's not like we're putting a scrub in there. We're putting Gardner Minshew. We've seen him have success, success in this league. Still minus four. I love the Eagles in this game. I'd bet the Eagles' money line is plus 168. Bet it, bet it, bet it. Dallas is going to find a way to lose this game. The way that Dak Prescott has been playing the last few weeks has just awful. I hope that I do have Dalton Schultz on my fantasy team. I got three whole points from Garrett Wilson last night. Thank you, Zach Wilson. He was open all day, but Zach couldn't hit him. So thank you, Zach, again. So I'll probably lose in fantasy, but if I have any hope, I need Tony Pollard to play well. I need... Dalton Schultz to play well. So I hope that Dallas can do something offensively, but I think Philly will go in there with Minshew Mania and actually kill them. Definitely cover the four. I like Philly plus four in this game. 8-15, Saturday night football, Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. I will not be watching this. I can tell you that right now unless something crazy happens. Coming off a big win. It's kind of the opposite effect with Las Vegas. Them coming off a big win is you bet against them. That's that's the rule. It's just like Belichick coming off a big loss. You bet for him. So coming off a big win, I'm definitely going to bet against Las Vegas. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. They're minus two and a half in the game. I think they win by at least a field goal. All right, we got three games on Sunday, and then hopefully I'll talk about Monday Night Football on the Sunday pod. Hopefully we'll be doing that this week. Sunday, 1 p.m., Green Bay is at at Miami, I should say. Miami is minus three and a half. I was super impressed by Miami last week. 
I know I was also super impressed by Green Bay. I love Green Bay. I want Green Bay to win. I'm rooting for Green Bay. I love Aaron Rodgers. All those things are true. But I'm protecting myself from myself here. It's the Rams. The Rams stink. They've been awful this year. Rodgers has been awful this year. The Packers have been awful this year. Don't overreact to one game. Miami played a hell of a game in Buffalo. They lost three in a row. Their backs are against the wall. They need to win a game. The three losses came against three really good teams. They are going to beat Green Bay. They're going to win by more than three and a half. I'm taking Miami minus three and a half at home. 4.30 p.m. snooze fest of the year. And when they scheduled this, they thought defending champions at home against Russell Wilson and Denver. Yeah, it's Denver in L.A. It's plus three. So Denver's favored by minus three. Russell Wilson's not even playing. Baker Mayfield is playing. I'm going to take L.A. to cover just because same logic with last week. I don't think either of these teams can win a game by three points or more. So plus three, I'm going to take L.A. to cover. And Sunday night football, I'm going to be watching this game closely. It's Tampa Bay at Arizona. And the reason I'm going to be watching this game pretty closely is I want to see what Tom Brady can do against a pretty bad Arizona team. And I'm playing against Tom Brady in fantasy football, so I'm going to be watching this game closely. It's plus eight for Arizona, so minus eight for Tampa Bay, and I just don't think you can keep favoring this Tampa Bay team by so many points. If they win a game, it's going to be close. I don't think they have the ability, and not that eight points is a blowout by any stretch, I don't think they have the ability to win by more than six or seven points in the NFL right now with the way this team is currently constructed and coached. I like Arizona to cover the eight. All right, that's going to do it for the podcast. Quicker episode today. It's a Friday, so had to get in, get out quickly. Only slept four hours last night. I hope you all enjoyed. Enjoy the football over the weekend. If you are an observant Jew like I am and you are not watching all the football on Saturday till Saturday night, at least afternoon. Enjoy Saturday afternoon and Sunday football. Enjoy the basketball. There's a lot of basketball. Big game for the Knicks. Sunday, Christmas Day game. Noon, Madison Square Garden. That's going to be fun. Against the Philadelphia 76ers, lots to talk about. As always, said it at the top of the episode, but I really mean it. I appreciate each and every person for listening. It's the reason I'm able to do what I love and do what I do. It's because of people who listen and tune in and continue to support me. I don't take it for granted. I appreciate every one of you. Until next time, see ya. You were the best nights of my life. You got the light that always shines. I miss the way that you move and the way I get high When you take me to your eyes Like I'm standing in the sky I see your subway cars and your old graffiti I breathe your air when I land in another city I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones Yeah, you're all I know Everywhere I go Change it up, oh, oh, oh. always on my road. I'm still New York. You're the only oh, oh, oh. that I'll ever know. Oh, oh. My concrete walls. I'm still New York. I'm still New York. Ooh. Oh, I'm still New York. Yeah. I wanna drop down. See the birds flying on the high line With the sidewalks burning We pray for rain in July I want the Yankees 99 yeah. And the Knicks on a sold out night When the curtains close And the Broadway streets are alive hey. I need your heartbeat
me close, don't you ever leave me And I breathe your air when I land in another city And I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones I'm still here. 